1: hey there it's hillary and if you're new to the show i just want to take a moment to say welcome and i want to give you some tips on what episodes to listen to to get you started if you heard me tell my story on fresh air with terry gross i want you to check out my interview with terry She talks in this really intimate way about why she didn't have kids. And there's this little moment in the interview that our staff has nicknamed Terry Gross's Nightmare. I love this moment so much. I love the whole interview. Just listen, it's episode 79. We also have a show about a six year old girl who schooled her white mom in what it means to be black through a freestyle rap. We have that recording. That is in episode 59. And if you like to hear men crying, don't miss episode 118. That's with actor Rob Hubel. Rob is known for playing assholes on TV and in the movies, but this interview is one of the most poignant episodes we've ever done. You can find our full Longest Shortest Time starter kit at longestshortesttime.com. And that is also where you can learn more about my new book, weird parenting wins and find out if I'm coming to a city near you on my book tour. Okay, now on to the show with our host, Andrea Salenzi. Hey guys, Longest Shortest Time producer Jackie here. Maybe you can tell from the title of this episode, MILF, that today's show is for grownups. I'm just going to riff here so you can change what you're listening to in case you have kids in the car or in the room. Use this chance to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Instagram. We post a lot of fun stuff there. Okay, now that it's just us grownups, here's the show.
2: It was an April afternoon, the exact day you realize springs here to stay. In Laura's townhouse community, you could hear landscapers mowing lawns, birds chirping, kids running and laughing. Coming around the corner towards her home was Laura's hippie older man neighbor, The one who everyone heard was going through a separation.
3: And I rushed out to my car to run an errand in my, you know, athleisure gear uh, with my hair in a ponytail and no makeup.
2: As she backed out, she spotted a kid's car behind her.
3: So I go, oh, I go and I run and I get on the kid car to drive it into the garage.
2: Laura bent over in her black yoga pants, the pair with the hot pink racing stripes down the side. She had one foot pressing on the car's tiny gas pedal and the other leg pushing off as she rolled up the driveway.
3: As I park it, I hear him call out, Sexy mama. (laughs) And I realized that the view he got was of me straddling this vehicle in my tight yoga pants. And the look on his face was like he won the lottery or something.
2: This is the longest, shortest time. I'm your host, aspiring sexy mom, Andrea Salenzi. Today on the show, we're exploring the special way that moms are sexually objectified after motherhood. It's specific to being a mom, and it's complicated. I want to have this conversation about sexy moms for a few reasons. Number one, the Me Too movement. I feel like we're all wearing these cool 2019 goggles now and noticing things that look and sound different with the modern lens. One of those things at least for me, is the acronym MILF. MILF, what a cute word, I used to think. But if you really take it apart, MILF, mom, I'd like to fuck. Ew, right? Like, when did this word stop passing my PC test? Got us wondering, should MILF be the next casualty of me too? And reason number two, as someone planning to become a mom, I'm really invested in moms being seen as whole people, including sexual beings. And we're going to hear that that acronym MILF, it might have helped bring sexy moms into the mainstream. To help us learn how MILF came to be, if it's meant to be loved or loathed, we have an exclusive interview with the guy who started the MILF phenomenon online. Plus, BuzzFeed culture writer Ann Hilton Peterson and a professional MILF, one of the most famous ones in the world of adult film. Now, back to Laura. After she was called a sexy mama on the driveway, the first thing she did was blame the yoga pants.
3: I ended up returning them after this whole incident, by the way.
2: She found the harassment bothersome and completely mortifying. But to her surprise, she also liked it.
3: I think being flirted with? And seen as an attractive woman, not just the mom of three boys busy with my life, made me feel attractive and really turned on to my husband. (laughs) And things went well that week. Um, And I think my husband didn't quite like it that I was turned on by another kind of gross man making me feel attractive, but he went along with it.
2: Being called a sexy mama helped Laura notice something that had been missing for a while. Here's how she explains it.
3: I feel like when we're young, single women, the whole world sees us as attractive. And then we get married, and people still, I think, see us as, you know, beautiful young women. And even when we're young, pregnant women, I think the world sees us that way. I think it's the moment you have the baby. Everyone stops caring about you. Everyone starts caring about the baby. Your whole life falls apart for a little while and you slowly kind of get your sense of self back. But I don't think there's a lot of room for the world to see you as attractive unless it's extremely inappropriate like this situation. I mean, your husband tells you, but then that just feels like something you want to push off. Yeah, you think I'm hot. That means you want something. I'm too tired. Go away. You know? And the rest of the world can't tell you that you're hot because it's extremely inappropriate. So I guess I kind of welcome the reminder that maybe I am still an attractive woman, even though I'm too busy a lot of the time to recognize it.
2: Laura feels this need to hear that she's attractive. But hearing it from her husband doesn't scratch the itch. Hearing it from her neighbor is unwelcome. So where can she turn? one place where the message could come in louder is popular culture. Let us turn now to the history of iconic sexy moms. It all started with Mrs. Robinson.
0: Do you find me undesirable? Oh, no, Mrs. Robinson. I think I think you're the most attractive of all my parents' friends. I mean that.
2: Actress Anne Bancroft was only six years older than Dustin Hoffman when they filmed The Graduate. She later said that the role overshadowed the rest of her career. In The New Yorker, their film critic wrote about Anne and her professional courage as she had based herself for the enterprise of the film. And then from 1967 on, there was truly a dearth of iconic sexy moms until.
4: That's Stifler's mom. Yep. In
2: 1999, American Pie taught the world a new acronym.
4: I took some MILF. What the hell is that? M-I-L-F. Mom, I'd like to fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh,
2: yeah. But American Pie, this is not your typical teen comedy. It's over-the-top sexual in a way that's really not looking good with my 2019 goggles. Maybe you remember this part of the plot. The Jason Biggs character sets up a webcam in the bedroom of his family's foreign exchange student, a girl named Nadia. The webcam broadcasts to his friends, Nadia changing clothes, Nadia masturbating. And then Jason's character goes into her room unaware that now the entire school has the link. And after their encounter, Nadia is sent home to Czechoslovakia. Oh yeah, and Stifler's mom has sex with a teenager. I got some scotch.
3: Single malt?
2: Aged 18 years. The way I like it. This movie was the first time Laura in the yoga pants learned what a MILF was.
3: In those movies, it's these teenagers who are finding a fellow teenager's mother to be a MILF, which to me seems even more horrifying than someone within your age group calling you
2: a MILF. MILF has a different ring to it than just sexy mama, or as the British say, yummy mummy. I spoke about this with BuzzFeed senior culture writer, Anne Helen Peterson.
5: Well, even if you think about, like, the fact that fuck is in there, right? Like, There is something very carnal about about it that is different than hot mom that I actually think contributes to the ways in which, like, if you call someone a, a MILF, like, you're treating them as more of an object, as something that you would do something to.
2: The word kind of points at her and ogles. The onlooker is making a judgment about the mom. That's my kind of mom. The woman could say, how dare you? But she's still a MILF because someone said she was assigned her that status separate from all other moms. MILF isn't even something you can really call yourself. Ooh, I look like a mom I'd like to fuck. It just doesn't work. In these movies, the moms are all objects. Mrs. Robinson isn't given a first name. Stifler's mom is defined in relation to her child. Well, until 2001, when American Pie 2 came out.
1: And hey, what's your name? To name?
2: By 2003, the band Fountains of Wayne capitalized on this idea of a sexy mom without a name. That was the same year that Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler all showed up in the SNL sketch, Mom Jeans.
5: So this Mother's Day,
3: don't give mom that bottle of perfume. Give her something that says, I'm not a woman
2: anymore. I'm a mom. up, giving up. Put on your mom jeans. The joke they were making had a truth. It said there are two types of moms. The sexless ones in frumpy, high-waisted jeans that make their butts vanish. And then there's MILFs. A MILF is never in mom jeans. She's seducing her son's friends and then the pool boy. She's carefree, has lip fillers, wears a silk robe— Again, Anne Helen Peterson.
5: Because I think Mel has a sexual aura about her, right, who seems eager to want to have sex. And this is something that I've thought a lot about as my close friends have had children and have been you know, incredibly honest and frank about what happens to your anatomy after having a baby and how sex hurts how sexual desire you know intersects with hormones and other responsibilities that you have as a mother and so one of the reasons why a milf is so idealized it is post pregnancy or pregnant woman who somehow you know has exempted herself from all of the biological and psychological things that decrease her sex drive or make her less desirable
2: right the milf doesn't need the lube In in that first year after giving birth. Yeah. Yeah.
5: The thing that I think of the most is that video that Kim Kardashian participated in, Bergie's video.
2: Do you remember this? The song is called "Milk Money. In the 2016 music video, Kim Kardashian, Chrissy Teigen, and some Victoria's Secret models stand with jars of milk in their hands jars they slowly pour all over their bodies white droplets on their faces I got that milk money. we're hearing from some women and listeners who have internalized this idea where they still do feel pressure to be a hot mom and to to do motherhood while they're still young so that they could have mm-hmm. that very specific look
5: it's the I-swallowed-a-basketball look, <laughs> which is, like, you have a acute pregnancy, which is you carry in a certain way, and you only gain a certain amount of weight. And then, like, after you have the baby, you emerge into the public view, and you look like nothing has happened except the basketball is gone.
2: The MILF isn't just a hot mom. The MILF looks untouched by the realities of how motherhood changes you. The MILF doesn't have a C-section scar. MILF never talks about our kids. MILF doesn't have yogurt in
4: her hair. So yeah, this is my first official interview for this.
2: As I trace the origins of the MILF fantasy, I was surprised to learn that it didn't start with that movie where a teenager has sex with a pie. It actually starts with this guy.
4: I am the person who first documented the term MILF in an online digital setting.
2: A.K.A. the first guy who typed out MILF, referring to a sexy older woman on the entire internet. Yes, so we keep him anonymous, so let's just call him MILF Prime. So MILF Prime first started using MILF in college with his frat brothers. This was 1994. American Pie, still five years away.
4: We'd be walking down the street, and there would be a a pretty woman, a pretty girl, you know, walking towards us on the other side of the street. So it would be like hottie 10 o'clock. You know, MILF, I guess it would just be considered older woman, sound attractive, you know, without saying it. It's it's an acronym, obviously, you have to know what it means. So I think that's how we would use it. Oh, there's a MILF, you know, coming this way or whatever at the mall or what have you.
2: MILF Prime was on what's called a Usenet forum. He'd write posts there using command prompts, like what you see in that movie, War Games.
4: They didn't have, like, the web interface that you have now. Like, it was crude. It was all, like, you know, one font. It was There was no graphics. It was just
2: text. The Usenet forums were crude. But they were also crude. Users would upload scanned copies of their Playboy magazines to their favorite groups. MILF Prime was a member of a forum back then called alt.mag.playboy. On January twelfth, nineteen 1995, He commented on the Playboy article, Fabulous at
4: 40. It brought to mind the discussion that I had with some of my fraternity brothers about the term MILF.
2: His post said, wow, those moms are babes. Almost unbelievable, especially the union worker one towards the front. You almost have to look twice. We have a term for it around here. It's called MILF. It stands for mothers I'd like to fuck. Smiley face.
4: And that's how I just kind of outed it.
2: Years went by. The internet changed, and so did this college guy. Milf Prime is now a married father of three.
4: You know, I'm just part of middle-class America, just, you know, trying to do what's right for my family and and be a dad and and be a good husband.
2: So, yeah, Milf Prime has some regrets.
4: Yeah, you know, if if I go back in time, there's a few things I would do differently. I would buy a lot of Microsoft and Apple stock and Coca-Cola stock.
2: But as for his Milf post...
4: If I'd known it, I might have trademarked it, right? That could have changed my life forever, but... uh,
2: (laughs) But as for the content of his MILF post...
4: I don't think I regret it. I wouldn't have had my information as attached to it, but it is what it is.
2: His main regret is that his personal information's on there. He gets why the term might be offensive to some women, but he also knows that it's really mainstream.
4: You know, I find it kind of harmless... Mm-hmm. That's how you know young twenty somethings talk, and there's other terms today. I mean, look at Jersey Shore. You know, they come up with the term DTS, right? Down to fuck. And I had never watched a show, so funny story. I'm on the boardwalk in uh, probably Wildwood, New Jersey, and they have all the sweatshirts up and all the stores and all the merchandising, and I see DTS, and I literally turn to my wife and like, what the hell is DTS? And I could hear people around me laughing. That's how I knew I was old.
2: These days, he hears Milf as a compliment.
4: It's just a very casual way to say, I think this person looks very attractive.
2: And he's still really into moms.
4: Moms have it tough, right? Moms, you know, they're, they're raising kids. Most of them are working.
2: As an adult, he gets that moms are more complicated than the parts you see in a Playboy spread. The more we talked, he started telling me about his favorite mom memes. Yep, Milf Prime, his version of a dad joke, is reciting a mom meme about the challenges of motherhood. Like this one. It's bold, white text that says, don't be so hard on yourself.
4: Don't ever feel bad about yourself. The mom in the movie E.T. had an alien living in her house for several weeks and didn't even know it.
2: Milf Prime loves supporting his mom friends. He always hits the like button on Facebook. In a bit, world-famous adult entertainer Lisa Ann, she's coming into the studio. And no one knows what a MILF is better than she does. She's been cast as a MILF going back to 2005. She's going to tell us how MILF changed porn, and then how, in 2008, it changed American politics. Don't you know? Stay with us.
1: <laughs> Advertisements. <laughs>
0: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod five zero for 50% off. (laughs) Welcome back.
2: Similar to how major motion pictures get categories like action, drama, comedy, so does adult film. In porn, it's usually stuff like threesomes, teens, and thanks to American Pie, we all got MILF. Our next guest is famous in the MILF category. She's adult film star Lisa Ann. And
6: even though she's not a mom, she gets what makes moms sexy. My friends and I like to go and look at all the hot moms at Javier's in Orange County. It's right on PCH. Fucking hottest moms in the world. Go to Javier's. Single guys. You want to meet a hot mom. But I tell my friends that that research for you. It's research, Uh, just because I love to see how they dress. I love to see how the men look at them when they walk in. I love to see the difference when a man looks at a woman who pulls up in a Lamborghini, who's you know done well from a divorce, and he thinks she doesn't need me. What can I bring to the table? Because this is when it becomes awesome. Because now a guy has to have manners. He has to have some game. He has to be mindful of every moment because the woman will walk away. And I love watching it. Do you remember the first time you were cast as a MILF? I can remember this phone call. Exactly. It was a friend of mine, Laura. She said, listen, we want to shoot you for this new series. I got to ask you this. Can we call you a MILF? And I mean, I was laughing so hard because— I've been called so much worse in other movies. And I said to her, are you going to pay my rate? And she says, yeah. And I'm like you can call me anything you want, you know? And so, and it went on to be, I told her she could call me like a trailer trash whore or something because the funny thing is, years ago, we didn't know what we were being called. The movie would be titled afterwards. So you'd shoot these beautiful photos and then you'd see your the name on the movie and you'd be like, oh no, that's awful. So the mill thing wasn't a big deal to me, but that was when I also realized that some girls in the business didn't love it yet. How old were you at the time? I would like to say I was about 33 years old at the time.
2: Was that considered old for the industry? It was.
6: And MILF resuscitated us older porn stars who still wanted to work, but didn't want to do anything graphic and didn't want to do anything weird. You know, in my late 20s, I remember a bunch of us getting together in an award show and kind of asking each other, so where do porn stars go in their 30s and 40s? Like, what's, what's next? What are we doing here, kids? And, you know, we really kind of laughed about it. And then the MILF thing happened, and it really gave some girls 10 to 15 more years of their career. So there are teens and MILFs, and there's almost nothing in between. Right. <laughs> Unless you've got a big boob or big butt, and you can do, you know, there's different categories, right? You can fit in some niches for a little while. You know, it's really just an age thing, and it's a maturity thing. And I've I've seen some 24-year-old girls shoot MILF movies, and not because they looked old, but because they carried themselves very well. You know, a MILF, a mom, a woman over 30 carries herself differently. There's, There's a swagger to her step because she's identified with how she walks and how she carries herself, and when she feels good. She's experienced. Yeah, and you see that experience. Let's review our MILF
2: history. 1995, MILF Prime posts on a Usenet forum. 1999, American Pie. 2003, Fountain of Wayne song. Then 2005, this is the moment that Lisa Ann started getting all of these MILF roles. It's also the year that Desperate Housewives premiered. They took home lots of Emmys, some Golden Globes. At the same time, people started taping shows like Real Housewives, full of beautiful moms in California. Then in 2007, Spirit Airlines ran a controversial ad campaign using MILF to promote their tropical destinations. You know, MILF. Many islands, low fares. And then came 2008.
3: Welcome to the first and the only 2008 vice presidential debate between the Republican nominee, Governor Sarah Palin of Alaska, and the Democratic nominee, Joe Biden. Lisa Ann
2: was asked to place
6: Sarah Palin for Hustler. The day I got the call was the day of the VP debate. So I said to Drew from Hustler, I'm going to watch the debate tonight. I was packing to go on a trip. I said, I'll watch it while I'm packing. And I watched it and I'll never forget it. She just sashayed out there on stage in her black shiny suit. I walked up to my television. She had like three pair of Lucille Ball lashes on. I was like, oh, I love this woman. I think we need to do this.
2: There was definitely a resemblance between Lisa Ann and Sarah Palin. They're both brunettes with bright eyes who look cute in glasses. Sarah Palin was getting a lot of attention at the time for being a hot mom. But no one was saying MILF out loud. Lisa knew this gig had potential to bring MILF to the masses. She took the role.
6: And by the next day, the story had leaked that Hustler was doing the movie. And they're like, we have to fast track it and do it right now or someone's going to do it before us. The movie begins in a
2: chilly Alaskan landscape. Two Russian soldiers knock on the governor's door.
0: We were wondering if we could use your phone to call the Kremlin.
6: Oh, I'm sorry, fellas. I don't speak Russian. Kremlin. It means, how you say, tow truck. Well, in the spirit of foreign relations, I'm sure there's no harm in me letting the two of you in. What did you wear for your Sarah Palin costume? So I didn't trust the people above me to buy the proper suits. So I diligently on this trip express ordered overnight from Macy's every Tahari suit. I felt Palin should wear Tahari, so you know. And I also sew. I have a sewing machine and I and I can, I grew up in Pennsylvania and this is what we do. And I decided I was gonna take the hems up. I know Larry Flint. I know he's gonna want these skirts short because he loves legs. And so I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna taper in my blazers, and I'm going to wear little lingerie. And I spent more money in wardrobe than I made on the movie, but I knew it was worth it because the world was going to see me. They did. After TMZ
2: broke the story, Lisa Ann was on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. In 24 hours, this became world news. It even hit all the late night shows, like the Colbert Report.
0: Mr. Flint, how dare you? Sarah Palin would never let a Russian into her house unless they were bringing her $150,000 worth of clothes. But the real threat here, folks, is that these strict equal time provisions means it won't be long before we see a porno about the Democratic candidate. Who's riding Biden? MILF was
2: now mainstream. The term was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. And then, three years later, in 2011, when Sarah Palin announced that she was planning to run for president— everyone was suddenly more comfortable with the term than they probably should have been. Conservative political pundit Tucker Carlson tweeted, Palin's popularity falling in Iowa but maintains a lead to become supreme commander of Milfistan. His tweet was quickly deleted. That was also the year Tracy Morgan declared on the red carpet, Hey, Sarah Palin, you're the hottest MILF in the world.
6: So you got you got the hots for Sarah Palin? She's a MILF! Okay. And then
2: on a nationally televised live basketball game, Tracy Morgan said,
6: Yo, let me tell you something about Sarah Palin, man. She's good <laughs> masturbation material. Oh! oh. Glasses and all of that. Oh. Great masturbation material. Okay.
2: That was eight years ago. Even if you disagree with Sarah Palin's politics or giggled at her strange answers in that Katie Kirk interview... Sarah was a mom, a former governor, a former VP nominee. MILF puts her value only on a scale of fuckability. In 2014, the popular adult website Pornhub declared MILF the world's top search term and Lisa Ann the most popular porn star in the world. MILF extended Lisa Ann's career, and maybe her fame in the genre helped bring her out of the seedy corners of the internet into the mainstream. She now has a memoir out. It's called The Life, and she hosts a serious XM radio show about fantasy sports. Coming up, what do we do with this term MILF offline? Is now the moment for feminist women to reclaim it, kind of like we did with the word bitch? Or do sexy moms no longer need their own little word? Don't go
0: away. <laughs> Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I got you a present. Before we get back to all things MILF, I have some relationship advice for parents who are trying to have more
6: sex. This is from the lovely Lisa Ann. I give out Valentine's Day advice on a bunch of sports channels all over the U.S., and you'll love the advice I give out. So it's all about guys wanting to get more in the bedroom. Of course, this is what Valentine's Day secretly is to married men. So, you know, they think they're going to get the blowjob they haven't gotten since their birthday. That They're all hopped up on, what can I do? And so I say, for every one thing you take off of her plate— Her blouse, ma'am, button one button faster. What I mean is do some chores. Take some things off her list because she's overwhelmed by all the things on her mind, which we all know when we're busier and stressed, you don't feel as sexual. You don't feel as relaxed to get to that state of mind. I mean, sure, we had sex like crazy in our 20s because we didn't even have a mortgage yet. You know what I mean? We didn't have any responsibilities yet. This is how life evolves. This is how we evolve. And so I tell men like, do extra things and do them on the regular. There is nothing wrong with you taking a half day on a Friday and cleaning the fucking house and surprising your wife. Like And the guys that have followed my lead, it works. It's foolproof. So back to our question. What do we do with this term MILF? Remember
2: Laura, who was ogled by her neighbor, who called her a sexy mama? She's just glad he didn't yell MILF.
3: I do actually think that the MILF term is a little bit more Offensive, because it's very objectifying. It's saying you're a mom, but you're still worth something sexually.
2: (laughs) You know? And then there's Lisa Ann, who made her career on The Word,
6: but still doesn't want to hear it said in the real world. It was cute in porn, because before MILF, girls were getting their heads stuffed in toilets for scenes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, MILF was, like, our savior. But in the real world, I tell my guys, like, Dude, do not have a woman hear you say, you know, there's, you can be attracted to her. She knows the end goal is you want to have sex with her. But once you make it the F word, it takes on a tone that you want to do it to her instead of with her. Mom, I'd like to fuck. Well, guess what? She has to want to fuck you back, you know? Still, let's give Milf
2: some credit here. Couldn't someone say this new cultural awareness we have that, Moms are sexy and have needs. It lines up perfectly with the rise of that horrible acronym. Maybe it was MILF making the progress for us all along. Just listen to how Laura talks about feeling sexy on vacation.
3: Our vacation of choice is always an all-inclusive, adults-only, couples-only resort. That's where I can just forget that I'm a mom and just be myself. You know, those are the times when... It's easy. I mean, it's like the moment we land. (laughs) I'm good to go. It's like our honeymoon every time. So on a vacation, I can switch very quickly back into being um, a MILF, if you will.
2: A MILF, if you will. So thank you, MILF. Even though the word reeks of porn and can be used to objectify and demean, that's what we got. Now it's time to supplement MILF with more Serena Williams Naked and Pregnant on the cover of Vanity Fair more Priyanka Chopra marrying a younger Nick Jonas, more books from Esther Perel, and definitely less chores. Anne Helen Peterson is the author of Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud. Lisa Ann can be heard on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, channel 87. We wanna hear from you. Now that we all have degrees in MILF history, where do we go from here? And what's made you feel more attractive after becoming a mom? Tell us in the comments for this episode. That's episode number 187. This episode was produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Jackie Sajiko. Our editor is Amy Drostowska. Special thanks to Abigail Keel from one of our favorite podcasts, Unladylike. Our show's creator and executive producer is Hilary Frank. Hillary's new book, Weird Parenting Wins, it's out now and she's on book tour we have those dates on our website longestshortesttime.com and sign up for our newsletter hillary is posting those tour updates new wins every week our engineer is pete karam our technical director is john delore our music is performed by hotmoms.gov we get editorial support from peter Clowney, antonia Acatunde, Anne marie baldonado Ray murthy and julia wang next time on the longest shortest time Imagine you're at a wedding and the DJ's playing one of your faves and then there are two types of people in the world the ones who absolutely get the joke in here and the ones who are going to learn about it on next week's show Baby Shark, an investigation do not miss this episode, subscribe to The Longest Shortest Time in Stitcher or wherever you're listening right now Here at the show, we've been looking to talk to seventh children. We want to know what are the shared personality traits amongst number sevens? If you're from a big family or you're raising one right now, send us a note. Go to longestshortesttime.com, hit the participate tab, and submit your story.